Baby Myths Busted, a practical guide to giving your child the best start in life. Hi everybody, welcome back to the podcast, Baby Miss Busted. I am Jackie and this is Simon. Hello. Hello. Today we are talking about sitting. So your baby sitting, not hiring a babysitter, just when and how your baby should sit. So I think Simon really likes talking about this topic. So prepare yourself, everybody. First question, when should a baby sit? It's going to be a shock horror to everybody, but... The time in your baby's development that they will be able to transition themselves Mm -hmm. into sitting, which is when you can Mm -hmm. put your baby into a sitting position, only after they have got into a sitting position themselves, is between eight and 10 months. Eight and 10 months. Okay. You never, before they are around that age and can transition themselves into a sit, naturally, completely unassisted, you never put them on the ground, like on their bottom, in a sitting position? No. Which I've seen a million people do. It is everywhere and I (laughs) hate it. And you, so we touched on this last episode, you never put them in a high chair to feed them. Correct. um, Until they can sit by themselves. Correct. Yeah. And a lot of people would do that because when you're starting to give your baby solids, it's before the age that you just said when they would be able to naturally transition into sitting. Yep. So... If you want to increase your baby's risk of choking, then set them up to try and introduce them to solids. Really? Yep. Choking? Yep. How come? Because something's not developed or... Your deep neck flexors, which are deep in your neck, and come down also then control how well you can open and close your throat with some of the involuntary oh. muscles in there. If you sit your child before they're able to by themselves, those deep neck flexor muscles can't oppose gravity. And so they will not function and they will not help you control your jaw movement and therefore your swallowing action. And so if you want to have the best opportunity to make your child choke, then yeah, sit them up early before they can and try and feed them solids. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's making my head spin. But yeah, that's very interesting. So recap the order of progression for us. Your baby's born. First, we go through lots of tummy time. All right, and, and then back they, time, and inside back time, time. inside time. So split your day up into quarters. They can lift their head, all right? About three months. About three months. And then they start getting into this rolling pattern. About four and a half months. About four and a half months. And then the next thing is sitting. The next big thing that you'll notice as a parent is sitting. Yeah. But you also might see around the same time them starting to get up onto their hands and knees. Yeah. Looking like they're preparing to crawl. Yeah. So it will happen crawling and sitting most commonly happens simultaneously. Oh, it's supposed to. Yeah. But I bet a lot of the time it doesn't. It... In an untarnished child, <laughs> sitting and crawling should happen simultaneously. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. So I did, uh, I mentioned this last episode, but I did read something that said your baby should be able to sit with assistance at six months. And then it went on to say something like then sit unassisted for eight months. But the whole sitting assisted thing is banned, correct? From my perspective, yeah. Yeah. So when they say that, uh, do you think they mean like a parent's holding them or you put them against the back of the couch or something? Yeah, or they have their hands on the floor or whatever to hold themselves up. And so if you constantly put your baby down on the couch and they're leaning back against the couch or in a high chair and they're leaning back against the high chair and their 
held they, in they, a sitting they, position. They won't be leaning back against the high chair. I'll give you the hot tip. What will they be doing? They'll be slouched forward. Ah. Because their deep back muscles and their deep neck muscles yeah. and their abdominal muscles do not have the capacity to oppose gravity yet. And, and they take their weight in their, their arms. They'll take their weight in their arms. Yeah, I've seen that. And, and they'll drop their head. Yeah. They are not oh my ready God, I've seen to that. be able to oppose <laughs> gravity yet. And so you are teaching them this horrible pattern around using the wrong musculature to do the wrong job in a time when they're not ready for it. Yeah. And so if you want to have a child that you want to also just hound as a teenager, sit up straight. Don't slouch so much. Pull your shoulders back. Then, yeah, make your babysit early. Wow. Go for your life. Okay. So if you're not sure if what you're doing is correct, if you put your baby in a high chair and they are slouching forward and taking their weight on the I've seen it and I'm picturing it in my head. They've got the shrugged shoulders and the head's protracted forward and kind of trying to look up and bouncing around a little bit. Then you know that your baby's not ready to sit. If you sit them down and they put their hands on the floor, they're not ready to sit. And so babies will sometimes sit early because their parents will put them down on the ground over and over and over and put them in a sitting position and they'll support themselves with their hands. Unfortunately, even the Australian Physiotherapy Association has guidelines on how to teach your child to sit. And it starts at oh. three months of age, putting your child into a corner with cushions surrounding them and teaching them how to be upright, in inverted commas. Wow. And this is the problem because even big bodies in allied health have this information out there about, hey, you need to start teaching your baby how to sit from three months of age. And a lot of that's to do because they want your baby to sit or be able to sit before you start introducing them to solids. Oh. But as we discussed in the Introducing to Solids episode, you can do it plenty other ways yeah, without yeah. having your baby sitting in a yeah. high chair or something. So yeah. it's really hard for parents, caregivers, to be able to know what to do because it's got this information out there, which is completely contradictory to about 70 years worth of data coming out of Central Europe around how the typical baby will develop and what to do at what age, etc. Yeah. yeah. There are predictable patterns of movement that should happen at this particular time, in this particular way, if your baby is going to develop appropriately. Yeah. And if you interrupt that, the likelihood of that not developing appropriately is much higher. Sitting is one of my biggest bugbears because it's we do this way too quickly to what our body's capacity is enabled to do. And it's usually just because parents might think, oh, yeah, this is cool, this it's is convenient. easier. and it's convenient. Yeah, we're introducing them to solid, so, of course, we're going to put them in a bumbo or strap them to a high chair or whatever because that's what you do. And they want to be social, so I sit them up and be social with everybody. That's great. Yeah, that's it's cute good. too. It's cute. That's very, I'm very <laughs> happy for you. But, yeah, if you want to motivate your child like that, then that's great. Get on the floor with them. Yeah. And be with them and allow them to develop their own potential to get into sitting by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Encouraging to, encouraging them to sit poorly is putting them in the position before they're ready. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Which they will not be ready when you're introducing solids. No. I'll give you the hot tip. So about eight to 10 no months. No child is ready to sit at that age. So what should a sit look like? A good sit? Their back should be perfectly upright. It'll be almost rod-like straight. Yeah. The really long neck at the back. Yeah. So the chin will be like really tucked close to their chest. Yeah. Just 
look at our second born. Yeah, yeah. It's that image, Yeah, right? I'm thinking about him. <laughs> and so it'll be rod-like straight through their back with a really long neck at the back. Mm-hmm. So it continues the rod all the way to the bottom of the head. Yeah. And then typically they'll have one leg out straight and one leg tucked in like you're going to do a hamstring stretch or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is like a standard sitting position. Yeah, seen that. All right, or you could do, or they do two legs together, long out in front, called yep. long sitting, and that's a, it's more like a ten-month-old type of position that you can get into. But the first one is one leg out straight, one leg tucked. Yeah. So that the the tucked leg is the knee tucking into the, or the foot, I should say, tucking into the knee of the leg that's nice and long. Yeah. If I try and do that now as an adult. And it's not comfortable or it's a difficult position to get into. Does that maybe mean that I didn't develop that appropriately uh, enough? It's a good chance, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because I th- can tell you a lot of people would not be able to do that long sit. I can't sit like that for long periods of time. Yeah, well, we know you. And that's because I <laughs> sat in W sitting position for many years. Can we talk a little bit about W sitting? Oh, sure, why not? <laughs> uh, so W sit is when... Your legs look like a W, essentially, when you're looking down yeah. at the child and their so legs are a W. So they'll be sitting down and their feet will be splayed out wider than their knees. Yeah, and they yeah. can get into this position from a very young age. If they're going to do it, they can do it from as young as I don't know, before, like when they first start sitting. When they start first getting up on their hands and knees. Oh, yeah. They'll like rock back onto their bum to do this rock and forward, rocking back and forward motion. Yeah. Which helps to stimulate the ability to then crawl. It's part of it's an important part of the process. Yeah. But if they then sit back on their heels and their feet start to splay out, that is the beginning of W sitting. Yeah. And they can continue that right through to adulthood. It's a very strong pattern. It's really hard to get rid of. Yes. One of my mates still, when he was playing rugby union, getting off the ground, off the bottom of a ruck or mall, would get up in that position. He'd push himself up into that position to the point where his muscle, one of his muscles in his butt area was so stressed by this movement all the time, he almost developed like a cancerous lump there. It was so bad. I'm and that was purely because of the stress that was going through this muscle. Wow, that is so ridiculous. So I'm not saying W sitting means you're getting a cancer, but no. he did it for t- nearly 30 years <laughs> when the muscle just couldn't cope with that anymore. Yeah. But yeah, W sitting has long standing effects and the pattern is very strong, very hard to get out of. And it looks, particularly as an adult, it just looks disgraceful. Yeah. It's- <laughs> Yeah, I should get a photo of him sitting like that still to this day. Ah, yeah, yuck. Uh, I'll see him next week, so I'll be able to... I'll take a photo of him for everyone and put it up somewhere <laughs> so you can all see. <laughs> all right, so why is W sitting so bad? It's really bad for the development of everything. Any part of your development is bad for, be that communication, intellect, ah, um, musculoskeletal, what? social... Why? Um, Go, please, elaborate. Musculoskeletal, yeah, I get because you're going to encourage poor patterning and, as you said, it's hard to get out of and it's just going to, it's like the platform for more rubbish movement, right? Yeah, so there's, when you get into that position, you're doing a movement called internal rotation of your Mm -hmm. hip Mm -hmm. at the hip and internal rotation of the hip is like a fake way of creating stability and control of your hip. Ah, yeah. So what you're doing there is when you internally rotate your 
femur, which is the long bone part of your hip. When you're internally rotating that, you're jamming it into the socket to give you some increased bony stability in the joint. Okay. And yeah, you'll feel stable and whatever else, but you won't be able to move very well off the top of that. Very typically, those people that WSIT will be those people that may pigeon toe their gait. Yeah. Or you see the people clattering their knees together. Yeah. Uh, any number of gait parameters you'll notice. So do they get into a WSIT because it's just something that they happen to do from that early age and it's not stopped? Or do they get into it because they can't stabilize themselves in another way? So it's, oh, well, here, try this, try that, and, oh, WSIT works, let's do it. It's easier for your brain to do it like that because you don't have to then control so many muscles to uh, link together. Yeah, yeah. All you have to do is jam two bones together and Bob's your uncle, you've got stability. I'm and, achieving what I want to achieve. I want yep. to sit in a position yeah, where true. I can play with something in front of me or reach for something over there. I can still achieve it. Yeah. It's just not the right way to achieve it. And how do you stop it? It's really hard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when your children get older, you can educate them about what to do with their legs. Now, both of our boys had a tendency to want to W sit, and that's probably my poor genetic coding right there. Yeah, well, we got Ollie out of it pretty quickly, didn't we? Yeah, but he's got... Better genetics. He must have more me. He's got more mm-hmm. of you, yeah. which in some ways is atrocious and otherwise much better. I can't. I couldn't WSIT if I tried. Though. You would not be able to WSIT if you tried, no. Yep. Whereas I could probably still do it. Yep. Yuck. Please don't. Um, and yeah, so both our boys, but just one simple cue of legs. All I could just say was legs to Ollie probably pretty early on and he'd move his legs. Yeah, he was good. And we got daycare. They got daycare um, onto it. Yeah. Yeah. And he would have stopped by the time he got to kindy. Um, oh, easily. Uh, yeah. Easily. But then our second one's a bit harder because yeah. he's a bit more stubborn, a bit like his father. So they poor yeah. kids. He is getting more responsive though and yeah. he will fix his legs if you say legs. Yeah. And he's getting, he's getting to know that it's not a nice position. Yeah. He just still falls into it now because it's a habit. Yeah, absolutely. And even so though we've ingrained. tried so hard and we every time he does it, we pull him out of it, it's, he just goes towards that sit more naturally than other things. And, yeah, and that's, he's, probably, he's probably somewhat made like that too. Yeah. It's his skeletal system. It's yeah, just yeah. easier to get into. Yeah. But yeah, he we've educated him on we don't you don't want to sit like a squash frog. Yeah. yeah. You wanna show off your butterfly wings yeah. with your legs. And he does respond really and well under, to that. He understands that. He's so, four nearly five now and he's getting there and I do believe he will be out of it soon. If mm. I say legs though to him, he knows exactly what I want. Yeah. So um, he will stop. But if he doesn't if we stopped encouraging him to sit some other way and he just kept doing it. He'd continue it all through primary school or through high school. I don't possibly turn into your best mate who ripped his muscle off bone playing footy. Um, yeah, or cancerous type of yep. formation in his muscle. Or it turns out like me and has a knee reconstruction on either side, tears a million hamstrings, tears your hip flexor off the bone, tears yeah. a million things like I did when I was younger purely because my mechanics weren't like I looked all right when I moved, but yep. just how I did it yep. was the problem. Yeah. So what you essentially cheated your way through movement. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And even if someone sat in WSIT for years and years and years, grew up, wanted to become an athlete and were quite athletic, they would probably have a lower ceiling on their athleticism because FW sat their whole life and it could. Not necessarily ceiling on their no. athleticism, but they'll be a lot more prone to injury. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. 
And yep. so a lot more prone then to plateau. Yeah. And even if quicker. they're not an athlete, they're just more prone to injury full stop. Yeah. Pick a joint in the body. Yeah. I can relate it to W sitting. Yeah, sure. Yeah, good. Now, you mentioned with W sitting, not just musculoskeletal effects, but there are other effects. Yeah. So social effects. How? Um, social and... It's harder to transfer out of W sit. So if you're a really young, if you're a youngster, so if you're sort of like 12 to 18 month age and you're starting to try and interact with your peers and oh, you're yeah. in W sit, it's really hard to then move with your other kids. And so you lose out socially. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but that's also an intellectual standpoint too. So if you can't sit in a good position and sit still for a longer periods of time or whatever that may uh, be and yeah. you're trying to do a lesson, yeah. then you're not going to be able to get the same stimulus off the top of that either. Because when you're sitting in a desk, which you do, oh, they sat at desks, I don't know, they sit at desks a little bit at kindy more and prep much more in year one. But if you're sitting at a desk, you're not in a W sit, so you're forced to sit in a different position. It's uncomfortable if you're so for kids that yeah. have W sat their entire lives when you go and do that. And so then these days you're getting these kids that are being diagnosed with some type of autism spectrum disorder because they can't sit still at a desk and I guarantee you most of them are, they're just uncomfortable. Yeah. So they need to shuffle around, they need to move, they need to do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that is to do with either W sitting or some type of developmental thing as they've gone through their stages. And it's not ASD, but it's FYI, yeah. Yeah, a bad sit, W sit, or if they're just slouching forward, putting heaps of weight through their arms. As when they're trying to do it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything else we should look out for? Head position. Oh, yeah. So if their head's forward of their spine. Yeah. So if they're the hole in their ear, if that's not lining up with the outside of the very pointy bit on their shoulder. Oh, yeah. Then they haven't got the position. Very commonly, the ear will be forward of the pointy bit of the shoulder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know that their deep neck flexor muscles haven't adapted yet to being against gravity. And that is why sitting is so important to delay for as long as possible because it is the first opportunity that your body has at trying to oppose gravity directly against the spine. Which I imagine would be difficult if you've never done it before. Yeah. And you've never had the vertical, you've had the horizontal. So if you're trying to, if you're laying on the ground or whatever that might be, you've got yeah. it horizontally through your spine, but not vertically. And vertically against gravity is what and how we live Moving forward, standing up, walking, yeah, running, true. doing everything like yeah. that. So this is the first opportunity you get. And if you stuff it up, it makes it a lot harder for the rest of the things to be done well. Yeah. Good luck when you're an adult trying to sit down at a desk and work all day and trying to pay attention to your computer screen for that long because you're uncomfortable sitting. I guarantee you're going to get sore shoulders, headaches, neck pain. Yeah. Take your pick. Hello, physio Bill. Yeah. Hello, pay for my retirement again. <laughs> Fine. Now, how does a baby transition into sitting? Very typically, you, your baby will be able to prop itself up onto its hands and knees. Yeah. And we call that a quadruped position. So you've yep. got four points of contact on the floor. Yeah. And as they go to sit back, they're going to do their pulses backwards and forwards. They will sit back on an oblique, in an oblique direction. I mean, like a diagonal direction. Yeah. And they'll sit onto one butt cheek. Yeah. And then... If, say, if the toy, if they're sitting on to their left butt cheek and the toy's to the right-hand side, they'll keep spinning their body, pull their leg around, and then they'll be sitting on both butt cheeks. And they're like, oh, my God, this is sitting. <laughs> so yeah, well. it is something you transfer into like that. Yeah. Um, and that is how you should see your baby transfer into sitting for the first time. 
Yeah. And if they do it naturally, it makes them so happy. I remember this time and uh, coupled with crawling was my favourite, one of my favourite points because the babies were so happy because they, I don't know, got a little bit of independence and they could sit and then they could move a bit and it was so exciting. They had so much more range with their, like, positioning. Yeah. Yeah, it's very exciting. But I cannot stress how much you need to delay this for because, as I said, it is the first opportunity of your spine has to have support against it, against the forces of gravity. Yeah. yeah? And that's why W sitting is such a big thing or why it happens or partly why it happens because if you don't have your back extensors and your belly muscles and all the things that line your spine from back and front and the yep. deep neck flexors at the top, also your pelvic floor down the bottom, if you don't have all of those aspects working together yep. to oppose gravity, you won't. And so what you'll do to try and keep in that position or transfer into that position is try to use your bony parts of your joints to try and create some, some stability so you don't have to use those muscles that are trying to upright you against gravity. And that's how a big part of how W sitting comes about. And so you'll get all of those other muscles and things functioning appropriately if you're going through the right steps at the right time, like your tummy time and your head up and your rolling and all that sort of thing. Yeah, but if you're getting your prerequisites ticked off, yep. yeah, you're able to press your head up off the floor at three months nice and well, yep. you know, if you're rolling, yep. if you start to do some smaller movements in between this and then being able to press yourself up into a quadruped position, so on your hands and knees, yeah. that'll be the next thing before you then transfer into sitting position. And then if we are putting them on the ground all the time, here you go, sit up, because you parents, oh, they've fallen backwards, let's prop you up again, and they kind of prop them up like they would a teddy because a teddy's the same. It's got no ability to stabilise itself, essentially. Yeah, yep, a three-month-old trying to sit is like a teddy. Yeah. Much. Yep. <laughs> and so if we keep doing that for them, eventually they might stick, find some sort of way to sit. It's not appropriate, but if you do it enough, your body just figures out, oh, I've got to do something. If you do it enough and you're motivated enough to want to do it, yep. then you will find a way. It just won't be the ideal pattern. Yeah. And, and some kids, no matter what you throw at them, 60 to 70% of kids, no matter what you throw at them, will still be able to sit even if you do not do this well. But you should really. But I would not ever yeah. run the risk no, of I, ever doing this because it that. just. Even if they've got a really good pattern, it weakens their pattern. Yeah, we can tarnish it. Yeah. And you should just assume that your baby is not in that 60 to 70%. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you if they are in that 60 to 70%, great, but let's make that pattern really strong and robust so no matter what they do in life, they can hold onto it forever. Because the more poor patterning you give that really good pattern, the weaker that good pattern is going to be. Yeah. And I think by the time we get to this point in a baby's life, it's so nice and it's so rewarding to see a baby do all of these things naturally themselves. Independently. Independently. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a really nice point in life. But yes, that is sitting. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? No equipment, no help, no support, <laughs> no cushions, no pressing up, no program to teach a child how to sit. Just let mm. them figure it out for themselves and then... Yeah, go yeah. through your life and put them in a high chair. Day one, as soon as they sit by themselves, you can put them in a high chair. Bang. Yes. Right, don't delay. That's a They've done it once. Load. They've done yep. it once. Put yep. them in a high chair. You can feed them like that. Cool. Yeah. Move on. But, but for those not first, until then. I don't know, two or three months, I suppose, that you're feeding them, 
because as we said last time, last episode, you start feeding them solids about six months. They're not going to sit until they're about eight to ten months. Mm. So for that gap in between, listen to our episode on introducing to solids and we talk about how you do it, what you can use. But But lay them in your arm and give them something to hold on to and... All, the, all those different options. And yep. if your child does sit and you put them in a high chair to feed them, also don't sit them there for half an hour because they're not going to be able to hold that position for half an hour. Yeah, okay. So they do fatigue. Yeah, they will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just like any other human on yep. the planet, they will fatigue. Yeah. Small bursts. Small Have bursts. them up there, give them a play for five minutes and then put them back down the ground. And then yep. if they still want to play with the food, get like a mat on the ground that you want to get, they're allowed to get yeah. dirty and put all the food down there and they can play with the food down there. Like yep. t- Just get them variety of positions yeah but yeah once they can transition into sitting by themselves yep. then yes then you can go for your life and put them down in a sitting position yeah well, and you can always just put them down in a sitting position on the ground and feed them their solids there yep. so then when they're done they'll just roll over into a crawl and see ya yeah off you go come back when they're hungry let the child drive it yep. themselves and then also when you are still putting your child down when they can sit don't just put them down in sitting Oh, yeah, true. Because you want them to still learn how to transition into it. So put them down on their belly or their back or something and l- let them rehearse the let them roll. Practice. And Every single time you put them down the ground, it's an, a, a chance for them to learn how to move and make yep. that pattern stronger. Gotcha. All right. Thank you very much. Hopefully that one was insightful, all about sitting. Uh, I'll wait for all the rebuttal and all the hate around that, but I don't care because this is how you're going to make your child develop. (laughs) Having a child should not be a selfish act. Yes. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening and tune in next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Feeling more than fine.